0: Hello, and welcome to Scare You to Sleep. I'm your host, Shelby Scott. First and foremost, I was so happy to be asked back by my podcast buddy, Andrew Tate, to narrate a couple more stories on the incredible Let's Not Meet podcast. If you aren't familiar with it, it takes stories from the subreddit of the same name. They're all true stories of coming into contact with terrifying people. My episode is out now. It's called Bleach. You can find it wherever you're listening to me right now. I have a couple quick Thanksgiving scares for you this week. I know a lot of my fellow US listeners will be traveling and busy with family. That includes myself. But I thought it would be fun to track down just a couple holiday-themed stories for you. First up is a story by author D.B. Keebler, and it's called A Thanksgiving to Forget. felt like my bladder was going to explode we had been in the car for nearly two hours and dad had refused to stop but when i saw the roof of aunt sheila's house peeking over the drive i nearly jumped out of the car and ran the rest of the way but mom stopped me she wanted me to help carry everything inside i grabbed the bowl of sweet potatoes stacked a pie on top and potty danced my way to the front door Before Dad could even ring the doorbell, Aunt Sheila burst through the door, arms outstretched, a big grin on her face and her wide frame taking up the entire entrance to the house. "'Happy Thanksgiving, everyone!' Aunt Sheila shouted. But something seemed off. She looked very happy to see us, but kept looking back over her shoulder into the house. We all greeted her and gave her hugs, but she wouldn't let us in. She looked over her shoulder again and then back at us. She spoke to us in a hushed, concerned tone. I need to talk to you guys about Janelle. As you probably heard, her boyfriend Dave died in a car accident a few months ago. She has not been taking it well and has been acting pretty... odd. Her words continued, but I couldn't focus. I just nodded along, hopping from foot to foot while trying not to wet my pants. Finally... She opened the door and let us in. I rushed into the house, threw the dishes on the counter, and gave a brief wave to all of my family sitting in the living room before darting into the bathroom. I did take note that Janelle was sitting on the couch with her arm around some guy. Guess she found a way to get over her late boyfriend's death after all. I finished up my business and flushed. As I was washing my hands, I heard faint voices coming from behind me. I turn around and see a vent. Out of curiosity, I put my ear up to it and hear my father's voice. What the fuck is she doing? Calm down, Mark. You know Janelle has always been a little... different. I wondered what they were talking about. Janelle was kind of the black sheep of the family. She went through a goth stage that lasted into her 20s, and... I've even heard my parents talk about her being into witchcraft. Just let Sheila handle it. She said she will try to get her help after the holidays. I walked back out into the living room. I wanted to meet this new boyfriend of Janelle's, but they were nowhere to be found. They must have gone off into her room. Not something I wanted to walk in on. I proceeded to go through the rest of the standard Thanksgiving festivities while waiting for the food to hit the table. I played football with my little cousins, watched the parade on TV, and got to catch up with everyone I don't get to see often enough. When Aunt Sheila called us all to the table for dinner, Janelle was already in her seat and I finally got a good look at the guy she had brought to dinner and my jaw dropped. I recognized him from the pictures on her social media pages over the years. It was Dave, her boyfriend who died in the car crash. He sat there with a blank stare out of his one remaining eye. Where his other eye should have been was a large hole which also took away most of his cheek and nose he was dressed in a suit and tie and was covered in dirt kyle there you are janelle called out to me excited where have you been i don't think you've ever met dave i look over at my dad who's making a gesture of shrugging his shoulders and shaking his head in disbelief at the same time i rise from my chair slowly and walk over to the happy couple. Uh, hey Dave. Nice to finally meet you. I was so taken aback by the whole situation. I didn't know how to react. Janelle leaned over him and put her ear to his mouth. He says he's very happy to finally meet you too. He's heard a lot about you. Sorry, he's pretty shy about talking to new people. No problem. I can understand that. I said uneasily as I made my way back to my seat. Through dinner, we all tried our best to ignore the situation and treat Dave like a living member of the family. My grandmother even tried to have a conversation with him. So, what are you up to these days, Dave? Janelle leaned in to pretend like he was whispering in her ear. He says he's been having trouble finding work since the accident. He was working at his uncle's office, but... If he wants that job back, he needs to work the graveyard shift. I just about choked on my mashed potatoes, trying not to laugh. I looked over and saw my dad doing the same thing. Probably best you keep your options open now. Don't want to bury yourself in your work. My mom and grandma both shot daggers at him. I tried my best to stifle my own laughter, but I had to join in. Dave seems like quite the find. Where'd you dig him up? Janelle didn't pick up on the joke and went right along telling us how they'd met back in high school and have been inseparable since. She gave him a tight squeeze and a kiss on the cheek. Well, where his cheek was. As she pulled away, you could see a goopy string of pus or some other such fluid trail from his cheek hole to her lips and... That's when a chunk of flesh fell right off his face and into the untouched turkey and potatoes that sat on the plate in front of him. That was it. We were all done with dinner at that point. A few people had to excuse themselves right then and there. Probably to throw up, I thought. Most of the family left right after that. It was only my parents, Aunt Sheila, Janelle, myself, and, of course, Dave. We all retired to the living room and continued to chat. Janelle had carried Dave with her, obviously struggling under his weight. Since the accident, Dave has trouble getting around on his own, she justified. That makes sense. He did only have one leg left after all, and it was bent the wrong way. She sat Dave down on the couch and climbed up on what remained of his lap and put her arms around his neck. As the conversation went on, I started noticing something on the floor under the happy couple. It was some sort of white mound. looks like he dropped something. I get up and reach down to pick it up for them, before I realize it's maggots, a big pile of maggots that was falling out of Dave's dirty suit. That was enough. I couldn't take any more. I walked over to my parents. I don't feel so well. Can we go home? You are looking pretty pale there, champ. I guess it is about that time, Dad responded. We gathered up our dishes from our sides we had brought. Aunt Sheila and Janelle walked us out to the car, gave us hugs, and thanked us for coming. Thanks for having us. Everything was great. Make sure to tell Dave goodbye from us. It was a pleasure meeting him. At that point... A voice came from behind the door of the house. I looked over and saw a single eye staring out from the darkness behind the door. It was a pleasure meeting all of you, too. This next story is by Reddit user Alien. They have a really interesting deviant art with some great spooky jewelry and some really creepy FX makeup. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You'll see. Anyway, this story is called Last Year Was My Family's Last Thanksgiving. My family has always had some long-standing traditions. One of them was going to my grandparents farm the day before thanksgiving and staying through sunday being a farm they had ready access to animals and produce and it made getting ready for thanksgiving easy every thanksgiving my pop-pop would get up early and pick the biggest turkey on the farm to slaughter for our dinner while he was handling the turkey grammy would start making dinner and she would set out different craft projects for the kids to do throughout the day it had been a tradition since i was a child And now we were old enough my nieces and nephews could participate and it almost made Thanksgiving more exciting. In July of last year, Pop Pop died of a heart attack and this was going to be our first Thanksgiving without him. Grammy tried her best to hold everything together and when the families arrived late Wednesday night, she informed us that she would wake up early and handle Pop Pop's usual Thanksgiving duty. We all had our concerns since he had passed away things had changed. Grammy was forgetful, and there were a few times we caught her talking to herself. There had even been a few times she would call and tell us things that couldn't possibly have happened, like Pop-Pop bringing her wildflowers. Through our protests, she insisted that she would handle the turkey, and if she needed any help, she would let us know. I barely slept that night. My sister and her kids had the room across from me, and My parents next to me. Between snoring and worry, I spent most of the night tossing and turning. Grammy had gotten so bad in the last few months, and I wondered if she'd even remember us coming over yesterday, or how to make her famous Thanksgiving meal. The last time I checked my phone, it was about 4.30 in the morning. I guess I had finally relaxed enough to fall asleep, because the next thing I know, it's 7.30, and I hear noises coming from the kitchen. I quickly got dressed, and by the time I made it to the kitchen, I found Grammy shutting the oven door and setting the timer. Skeptical, I asked what she was doing, and she quickly reassured me that she had already handled the turkey, and had just gotten it in the oven. She looked fine, sounded normal, so I decided to just let it go. I helped her set up the crafts for the kids, and we settled into making pie crusts. We had a few hours to ourselves before everyone started waking up, and we were enjoying reminiscing about Pop Pop. She told me stories I had never heard before, and I hoped so much they were real. One by one, the rest of the family came downstairs, and we settled into our different jobs. My niece was crafting away while my parents looked for the old dinnerware we used every year, and my sister was peeling potatoes. Around 3 o'clock, we noticed my nephew had yet to make an appearance. My niece quickly informed us that he had gone outside to play. Dinner was almost done, and we were growing antsy. My sister went out the back door to gather my nephew up and bring him in. After a few minutes, we heard... the most bone-chilling scream. My parents and I ran outside to see what was going on... while Grammy sat with my niece. Outside, we found my sister crumpled in a pool of blood holding my nephew's coat my mom raced inside to call the police while my dad comforted my sister i started searching the farm and going from building to building looking for him the police arrived within minutes and gathered us in the kitchen they sat us down one by one asking us when we had last seen my nephew And we took turns comforting my sister and keeping my niece entertained and distracted. The police took the most recent pictures we could find of him and reassured us they had units canvassing the area for him. About an hour after the police arrived, the timer for the turkey went off. It was a reminder that my nephew wasn't with us, even as amazing as the turkey smelled. Grammy seemed entranced and quickly made her way to the oven, with most of us ignoring her and trying to ignore the mouth-watering scent in the air. We didn't want to eat until my nephew was home safe. It wasn't until she turned around, we all stopped and stared. The police say my nephew must have woken up early when he heard Grammy in the kitchen and then decided to go out and play. Grammy's mental state had deteriorated much more than we feared, and with his brown jacket, she must have mistaken him for the turkey. We found what was left of his head in the pig trough. It wasn't uncommon for my grandparents to throw bones and such to the pigs because they eat everything. Grammy never understood what happened, even when she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. They put her in a high-security mental health facility. My sister hasn't been the same since, and I can't blame her. I know that was our last Thanksgiving as a family. This may sound horrible, and I feel horrible, but I don't think there was ever a turkey that smelled as good as he did. And that thought in itself is enough to make me never want to celebrate again. Thanks for listening. To all of those out there who will not be celebrating Thanksgiving, whether it's by choice or not, just know I'm thinking of you and I hope you have a lovely weekend. Take a bath, read a good book, watch a favorite movie, order in, bake some cookies, do whatever you need to to make this weekend bearable and happy. If you need family, well, consider me your weird cousin who just told you a very inappropriate story about a kid getting cooked like a turkey. Go get some sleep, sweet dreams.